Welcome everyone to episode 15 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be giving you our review of Cuphead on PS4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Relicta, and Fairy Tale. Let's dig in with the arrival of everyone's favorite cup-based cartoons, Cuphead on PS4. From Paul and I's own backyard in Oakville, Ontario, the Canadian-based developer Studio MDHR is at it again. This time they've brought Cuphead, as I mentioned before, to the PS4. The game has an interesting history, having been originally supported by Microsoft. I personally thought that Cuphead would have been purchased by Microsoft and Cuphead Duo would essentially become Xbox's Mario and Luigi. It's been released on the Xbox One and PC. Then last year, the Nintendo Switch got a port, and now finally in 2020, it's on the PS4. The story should be familiar to you. After losing a gambling debt to the devil, which means he can collect their souls, he makes a deal with Cuphead and Mugman. Collect soul contracts for the devil, do it by midnight, and by the next day, he might let them keep their own souls. So, Next Gen, what did you think about Cuphead on the PS4? I thought it was awesome. I mean, I, I played it uh, for Xbox, and I did uh, a review of that game. I think it came out, what, three years ago now? Um... So yeah, I was actually really excited to check out uh, the PS4 version just to see, um, you know, like what kind of porting job they did. How did it look on the PlayStation? Um, it looks pixel for pixel exactly the same as I remember it on Xbox. Um, I mean, obviously you played it as well. I mean, the, the game just looks absolutely phenomenal. Everything in this game is hand-drawn. It's got like a, a 1930s cartoon feel to it. It's got that old school charm and yeah, pixel for pixel, the same is a great way to describe it. But for all the hype that it created when it first debuted uh, so many E3s ago in Xbox's indie showcase, like I said before, I really thought that, you know, Mugman and Cuphead were going to turn into the de facto sort of unofficial mascots or be purchased outright by Microsoft to become the official mascots. But hey, here they are on the PS4. And again, pixel for pixel perfection, that beautiful art styles back even on the PS4. What else did you think about the game? I remember when I played it originally on the Xbox, I thought the game was was super, super challenging. And I know everyone was talking about the difficulty. Maybe it's just because it's the second time that I played it. But I started to realize this time that that the game is actually, of course, difficult, but I, I found that it's also very manageable, very doable, right? Like, all the bosses, they have different phases, um, and they, they have different different ways that they attack you in these phases, but I just found that they all have, you know, patterns that you can learn, that you can predict. Um, so, yeah, so this second time I didn't really have a, a huge, uh, you know, difficulty completing the game. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I just can't believe how much effort went into creating all these bosses. They just, they all look so fantastic. Every single boss has such a, an amazing personality and, and you know, half the fun of playing the bosses is just seeing all these different phases and all the different animations that they have as they, they transform into these different phases. So, um, I'm super excited that it, it it came to PlayStation. I mean, obviously, um, you know, now it's on all platforms, so everybody gets to enjoy Cuphead. I I agree too. Like I th I thought um, I thought the same thing actually with Moon Studios. Like I thought um, Studio MDHR and Moon Studios would be the two that Microsoft would buy first because Moon obviously created Ori. I think Ori and Cuphead are probably two of the best Xbox games of the entire gen. Um, but Microsoft didn't actually buy any of them. Yeah. <laughs> they still have a contract with uh with Moon Studio, so obviously Ori 2 is, was exclusive, but um but yeah, I mean they're they're still uh, you know, they're third-party developers and 
it looks like even uh, Moon Studio is creating a multi-platform game next. So I'm excited to, to check that out. But um, but yeah, no. Back to the to to Cuphead, it, platforming perfection. So if you haven't played the game, like obviously pick it up. It's you're gonna love it. It definitely can get a little frustrating at time, but um, but just persevere. The thing is too that I, I like about this game a lot is I love the the different um, uh, attacks and uh, and abilities that you can get. Right. So you've you've got like a straight like like a regular pea shooter to begin with, but then you can get like a homing missile which um you don't really have to aim but but it it actually does a little bit less damage so the bosses take a little bit longer to defeat and then you've got like a spread shot you've got um like a, a charge shot and then there's a whole bunch of uh, special abilities that you can get like uh like adding an extra heart um to your health um that you there's like uh like uh, invincible parrying and stuff like that so yeah, it's just like it's just a really fun game to just you know ex experiment with the different weapons. Find like if a boss is giving you particular trouble, like you know mixing up your your loadout and going back and trying again. I mean it's it's uh, I mean it is what it is. It's a it's a phenomenal game. I think we can all agree that it's that it's you know one of the best platforming games of the gen, if not of all time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that unique art style sets it apart from just so much of what's out there. And not only that too, you were mentioning before, like just in terms of the, the controls and that. Yeah, I, I did find, find them really tight, quite responsive, just like the Xbox game as well. Really enjoyed the overall experience. And I think for me, like I said, it's the hand-drawn graphics, incredible animations. And I have to give a big shout out to uh, the Toronto-based uh, artists that worked on the soundtrack. That big band jazz really always gets you like into the uh, fixing for an old school fight. Really enjoyed uh, all those aspects, that's, that's for sure. Creating some of the most iconic uh, characters of this gen if not, you know, in modern gaming. The other thing too that I was I was just thinking, I don't really have um, um, any any sources behind this, but I was also thinking too that the uh, the DLC for Cuphead has been delayed a few times on Xbox, and you almost have to imagine that this port might have played into that, right? I mean, like nobody knew that they were creating this port, um, but uh, it must have been a lot of work on the team. So um, so now that they've they've put out the PS4 version, you know, they're probably full steam ahead, and I'm. I'm super excited to check out the DLC. We all know that Cuphead originally came to the Xbox first. I wonder if the DLC will go the same way. Who knows? Uh, in terms of this game, though, what would you give it as a final score? I would give it overall a, a 9 out of 10. It's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the only real complaint that I would have with the game, I would say, is the, the parry mechanic. Even though I've played this game for tens of hours now, it's... it's uh, like I still found that I'm not the best at parrying. I I didn't master it at all, no. But parrying is I found it very difficult as well too. Yeah, like some some bosses I would I would parry, sort of because I had to. Um, but if I could get away with not parrying, I usually did because I I I found that you know maybe eighty percent of the time I can get it right, but twenty percent I can. Yeah, it, it and it really depends on hair trigger reflexes. You better get it in that tenth of a second or too bad, so sad. Yeah. Unforgiving. I love it. But I don't really yeah, you're right. If I can avoid parrying, I do as well. I would love to platinum the game, but first of all I'm not sure I'm even skilled enough. I hope so. I can beat the game. But uh, but platinuming this game is going to be a challenge. Or trying to get through a single level without hitting an enemy like that. Yeah, that's madness. I've seen a few people do it, but that's a little like I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna devote that much time. But you know, there's the hardcore out there that have done it. Good on them. 
But yeah. uh, <laughs> you're going to walk away. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, right? Especially when dealing with Cuphead and the devil. For sure. <laughs> what about you, Dapper? What would you give this game? Uh, for this game, I absolutely love it. Again, I think you described it best. It's almost a, it's a pixel for pixel port on what we got on the Xbox. And I loved it there. And I love it here. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. And here we are with another game that debuted on the Xbox as well. Uh, technically on the Oculus before that during the uh, 1X launch. But anyhow, we've got new Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, it's an enhanced version of the game that debuted on the Nintendo Switch last year. It's now arrived on the PS4, Xbox One, and Game Pass. The story behind Super Lucky is that uh, a group of Fox Guardians protect a book called the Book of Ages. The book holds mysterious worlds and living creatures in its pages. Lucky, a young fox, is separated from his guardian sister, Lyra, after Jinx. A powerful former guardian and a giant cat tries to take the book for himself. The book's pages get scattered across various lands, and you guessed it, it's up to you and Lucky to set out on a quest to gather them all to save his sister. Uh, next gen, what did you uh, like about Super Lucky's Tale? So this was another game that I played uh, back in, in 2017 on Xbox. Um, I liked the Xbox version. I thought it was great. The only thing that I didn't like about that version, and it actually it took away from the the fun factor in some levels quite a bit was um, that version had fixed camera controls, but new Super Lucky's Tale, you've got total freedom. You can look around anywhere, just like pretty much in, in every other 3D platforming game out there. So um, so I'm so glad that they did that. Um, it, it makes a world of difference, like just being able to look around. There's a lot of secrets um, and a lot of collectibles that you have to get so you can like now you can turn the camera to look under things and around things and you can position the camera to to jump um, from platform to platform um, and and scope out um, obstacles and, and objects in front of you so absolutely from a gameplay perspective it's it's you know much much better um, so if you even if you played the original Xbox version um, I highly recommend getting it on uh, on Xbox One or, or playing it on Game Pass because it, it, you definitely want to check out this newer version. Um, yeah, and to other things that they've added too, like they there is uh, additional uh, post game challenge levels. That um, some of the cutscenes have been uh, remixed, and there's a few new cutscenes. And also the uh, the hub world has been uh, redesigned, so they look even better than before. So. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it, it, it's there's there's a lot of, of really cool elements that they've added to this. Um, the one thing that I, I, I thought it, with the original one, I think with this one too, is that Lucky, Super Lucky's Tale is, is a pretty, is, I guess, um, when it comes to platform games, like it's it's a pretty like straightforward. I'm not, I don't want to say average, but it's like a, it's a pretty straightforward um, platforming game that doesn't really seek to break new ground like there's almost nothing that you haven't seen before I totally find that too like it's got a really cutesy aesthetic i love the graphics i love you know the the interesting characters it really does make sure that it just checks off the boxes in terms of what's the expectation of a 3d platformer and it leaves it at that although it doesn't break new ground why i love this game a lot is because it's just really it's really competent at what it does right like it 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 like it's got tight gameplay and it's got cool visuals and it's got cool sounds and it's got interesting levels and interesting characters, right? So, you know, you're not going to see anything new, but what you are going to see is very tight and very polished platforming. Um, 
So yeah, and and like essentially what you're doing is you're going around. There's five different worlds. Um, you have to collect uh, four leaf clovers. You have to essentially each level has a locked door, and you have to collect a certain amount to unlock the door. Once you do that, you fight one of the bosses. The bosses are all like they're really cute. They're really funny. They're called the kitty litter. So <laughs> they're all like the henchmen of the of the big cat. Um, but yeah, they, they've got some cool personalities. There's like Master Mittens, who's, who's a ninja. There's um, General Buttons in Fluffin stuff. They, they definitely dial up the, uh, the, cute, the, the cuteness here to 10. So yeah, it's, it's a great family game. I'll, I'll give it credit for that as well, too. One thing that I really like about this game is that there's a good variety of, of levels that you play. So there's like, there's a whole bunch. Every, every world has about three to five sort of like open world levels where you just have to go in and collect a bunch of collectibles and and uh, and do a lot of platforming. But then they also have levels that are speedruns. I love speedrun games. So those, like the camera just automatically moves and you essentially, all you do is you either jump or burrow under the ground, um, avoiding obstacles and, and, and getting collectibles. And then there's also a whole bunch of sliding puzzles. And I, I like, I'm a huge puzzle fan. I probably, some people uh, are, aren't so into them because some of them get, I love puzzles, but I like puzzles during a speed run. I can't take it. It's like <laughs> being chased by an enemy and you got to like open this door by solving this puzzle. If I can do it at my own leisure, that's one thing. But when it's a speed run, it's like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, I, I like the sliding, uh, puzzles i thought i thought they were they started out like super easy so they're they're not like they're not that exciting at the beginning but uh by the time you get to the to the fourth or the fifth level they get pretty challenging so um yeah i mean so that's you know that's pretty much my my thoughts on the game um in terms of 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 what i didn't like i already mentioned it doesn't really do a lot of innovating which you know is is technically a con um the other thing too is that there is more content in new super lucky tales but overall the content is still pretty short I would say like it's uh, the the five each of the five worlds I beat them in I would say about an hour and a half maybe two hours and, and that's that's to get like a hundred percent completion on all the worlds so I I would say like overall you're looking at like maybe eight to ten hours of, of game time with this um, which is pretty decent but. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more content with the game. It's good. Like they, they added a little bit more to it, but yeah, it's, I overall en- enjoyed the re-experience, I guess you could call it again. Um, again, super cutesy environments, checked all the 3D platformer genre boxes, as we said before, fairly short game. I think because it was originally introduced as an indie game, I think that's why they kept it so short and sweet. Uh, me personally, I, I, I appreciated that, that sort of side of it, but in terms of the actual score, what would you, how would you score uh, super lucky's tale, Paul? This new version, I'd give it eight out of 10. I think the, uh, the, the original cool. one, I'd give it probably around like a seven <laughs> out of 10, but, uh, but based on, on, on the camera controls and the new elements, I'm definitely going to give this one a higher score. So eight out of 10 for me. What about you, Dan? I'm going to give this one a nine out of 10 because I really enjoyed the original. And then to get it again from the delivery format of, of Game Pass with all of these improvements, but to get this delivered uh, via Game Pass, I don't know, it really adds that value on. So I had Game Pass when it originally came out. And now that I, I have Game Pass now and get all these extra features, they've improved on all parts of it. It doesn't do anything incredible to innovate, but the added content, because before in my mind, the game was an 8 out of 10 and then adding more onto it, you know, I've got to go with the, uh, the super lucky, super high 9 out of 10. Next on the docket, we've got Relicta. 
from Mighty Polygon, who are a small indie developer from Spain. Relicta is a first-person physics-based puzzle game where you need to creatively combine magnetism and gravity in order to place crates on pressure plates that power terminals and help you advance and complete the puzzle. You play as Dr. Patel, a top physicist stranded on an eerie, derelict moon base named Chandra Base. You must find your way around the terraform moon craters by bending gravity and magnetism to your will in order to solve physical puzzles. Next Gen, what did you like about Relicta? So I'm a huge puzzle fan, um, so I was definitely really excited to check out this game. Um, immediately, the game was reminding me of Portal and, uh, and Cube 2. Um, so essentially, in, yeah, in the game you play as Dr. Patel, you um you have these gloves um that can manipulate gravity and also has magnetic abilities and what you have to do is you have to go through various puzzles and there's all these like power blocks and there's these pressure plates that you have to you have to put them on there and when when they when that happens then they end up um doing various things like for example there could be like a force field that's blocking your way but you drop a power node on a power plate and the force field goes down and you can go and advance to the next part of the puzzle so that's that's the way it works um you know what it's 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 interesting because the game introduces you to these uh two elements the the gravity and the magnetism um early on and uh you don't really get any other powers beyond that it's you're essentially what ends up happening is the puzzles just end up getting more elaborate you've got you've got more pressure plates you've got more power blocks you've got more obstacles like the force fields and 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 like various ways or various things that are blocking your path so yeah you have to essentially like the you know the story of this game really is that there is this um like purple material called relicta um which um which seems to be doing something potentially bad to humanity and you, and you have to sort of figure out what that is and so what you got to do is you got to go around to various um, sections of this Chandra base and uh, and solve these puzzles to advance to that. It's a it's a, like the concept seems really really simple, but wow does this game get hard? Like, whew. <laughs> it's it's it really I like some of the puzzles, especially like in the latter half of the game. I, I I'm sitting there like I'm sweating. Like these these puzzles are like they really make you think and wow when you finish one of these puzzles like you feel like you're such a genius like that it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's i mean this is this is a game absolutely i think people are going to be like flocking to to youtube to look at videos of other people i like games like this that make me feel smart like super liminal like at first you'll be like i'm a total idiot i don't know how to get out of this room or this area and then you figure it out and you're like i'm a genius i'm a genius this like super liminal is actually a, a good comparison because super liminal i guess there was a few puzzles that like i remember the one where you had to pull the the moon from the sky like that one kind of threw me for a loop there yeah i was looking around too i was trying to figure out and then i looked up i'm like no you don't grab the moon do you and then i saw like the actual prompt come up and then you pull it down i'm like okay this is this is totally like something straight out of a dream so well done <laughs> there was a few puzzles in super liminal that just you know were really challenging but but this one so i liked this game and i had a lot of fun with it but it it was one of the games that this doesn't really happen to me all that all that often but like it was a game where I would probably play it for an hour and then stop. And then maybe like 
later on that night or the next day play it for another hour like i couldn't i couldn't seem to play more than an hour or two in a night because this like not only are these puzzles super hard right and you're just like you do get a little frustrated with with the puzzles but i mean once you finally finish one puzzle you're like you're so happy and you're so relieved but then you go to the next area and there's another one that's even harder right so it's like it's it yeah. it, 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 it like it's almost like a slog like there there in the in the latter half of the game like jeez i like i was literally i i would complete two puzzles and then i just thought like my brain's tapped out i i just i honestly can't play anymore right now i'm going to i'm going to hit pause save the game <laughs> log out and, <laughs> and and check it out tomorrow um one thing that i did like about this game a lot too is that there is actually a really nice uh narrative to it like it's you, you wouldn't think so because you know usually puzzle games don't really layer on the, the story too much but but this one um like I, it's, every time you finish uh doing the puzzles in one area of the chandra base you end up going back to the main area and then there's um some really cool uh, cut scenes like essentially like with this game you're you're the mother on on the the sorry uh, on the moon and you've got a daughter who's on earth and like and there's like mother daughter relationship stuff that happens there's also like sort of like almost like an overbearing big brother type um government that that like you know weasels its way into the story every now and again so um yeah for a puzzle game it actually had a pretty good story which is uh which again is pretty rare um but yeah i like overall i thought the game was fantastic um i i really enjoyed it there was like certainly some some really really uh amazing puzzles and just sort of like you know thinking out of the box type puzzles um but um but yeah like i said like it's it's just it's it was one of those games that i enjoyed but i had to enjoy it in chunks yeah, it, it demanded the most, I guess, from you. After a long day, when a game like this demands the most of you intellectually, I, I guess it's something you take a step away from. But yeah, based on your impressions, uh, what would you score the game out of 10? I'd give it a, a solid 8 out of 10. Oh, cool. Nice. Good score. I, I really I really liked it. This is, this is actually from an indie developer, but graphically, wow, is it a looker. Oh, that's cool. So definitely... Uh, yeah, if you're interested in the game, definitely check out some some YouTube videos, and you'll see like you, you, it doesn't look like an indie game. <laughs> I saw I saw a few uh, of the videos on your Twitter feed, and yeah, it definitely piqued my interest. Again, like pure hardcore puzzlers aren't always my thing, uh, but this this looked this looked interesting, so I might have to check it out uh, down the line. Fairy Tale is from Gust, developer of Knights of Azure and Atelier. It's published by Koei Temko, uh, and it's available on the PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. It's an action RPG based on the fairy tale anime and manga of some of the same by Hiro Mashima, and marks the first time a fairy tale game has been released on home console in the West. With the actual story, it retells and lets you relive the series storyline from the popular Tenro Island arc through the Tataros arc, along with all new, never-before-seen story and quest elements. Next-Gen, what were your thoughts on Fairy Tale? So I just want to preface my review by saying that I actually have not seen the anime. I, I, I went into this not really knowing a lot about it. I mean, I did a little research as far as, you know, as much as I could do on the internet, but um, but I haven't seen the show. So um, maybe maybe someone who is a, is a hardcore Fairy Tale fan, um, you know, would have a slightly different perspective than what I have. But um, but I'm going in as as like a guy who just loves action RPGs and plays pretty much every one that comes out. So um, you know, uh, it's I, I definitely wanted to check it out for that reason. Um, 
So there, you know, it 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 definitely. Um, I think if you play, if you watch the anime, you're obviously going to get a lot more out of the game than what I did because you know you're going to know who the characters are. And um, as far as I understand, it actually runs through like the first um, maybe season or two of of uh, of the anime. Um, so you get a sort of like you know you actually get to play um, you know some of your favorite moments from the anime. So, um, but with that said, like as a newcomer to Fairy Tail, I have to say you know it's a very 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 enjoyable action RPG game. Um, you, you get to play as 16 different characters. There's Natsu, there's Lucy, Grey, Ezra, Wendy, Juvia, Rogue, like the whole, whole group is there. Um, and yeah, and basically what you do is, uh, like what happens in the, in this is that there is an event at the beginning, um, your characters get trapped on this island. They wake up, um, seven years later, uh, and they've discovered that their guild um, which was once very popular and very famous, um, everyone's now forgotten about the guild because they disappeared for seven years and they also don't have any money. <laughs> so that, so you, you, you start out, <laughs> yeah, you're basically a guild that's, that's flat broke. Nobody knows who you are. No one cares about who you are. Like you're just, you're, you're a nobody. That's the perfect premise to begin any video game where you go from zero to hero. Ex ex yeah. Yeah. We've, we've seen stuff like this before, but obviously, uh, you know, this one has its own unique twist to it. So essentially the, the goal of this game is you have to build your guild back up to being the number one guild in the world, right? So, and what you do or how you do that is you create, uh, you, you take on like various uh, missions. There's a, a quest board that you can take on. And as you complete quests, you build up your fame and notoriety. You also get money. You can eventually use the money to upgrade your facilities. So you start out in this like, you know, this like slummy shack and then you end up working your way up to this like pristine palace. Um, and and I, I just thought the game was so fun and so funny. Graphically, it's it's really good. I would say, I, well, graphically, it's, it's a little bit uneven, but I would say overall it looks good. Uneven in the sense that the 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 cities and the maps that you visit i found the textures were not the best like the textures kind of look a little flat but the characters look phenomenal and the cutscenes are just fantastic in this game um i i have to point out to you one of the things that i loved about this game is that you can actually you can outfit your characters um and um you it's so funny early early in the game you your your entire fairy tale squad goes to a pool and everybody puts on all their swimwear and uh, and right after that you can uh equip the swimwear so i don't know if like anyone who's following my twitter you would have seen me uh, put some videos and and post some images but yeah you can equip it on on your characters whatever outfits you equip that's the outfits that you see during the cutscenes. So I I had cutscenes where people were in their their swim trunks. It's the same thing that they wear in the the battles. So yeah, they're like these are fairy tale is is all full of, of magic users. So they're all like they're doing their fire spells, their ice spells, and and all that. Um, in these funny costumes that I put them in. So um, that's a good segue too. The the combat in this game is just phenomenal. It's it's turn based. Um. It's it's very 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 magic based. You're, the enemies are on a grid. I think it's um something like a what is it like a three by by four grid something like that. There's like twelve spaces, and then and then you can um you can all like your your attacks will only attack certain spots within that grid. 
So you have to like you have to figure out what attacks um to use and then there's like there's elemental affinities where it's like obviously if a, you're fighting like a fire enemy shoot them with water etc to, to take on more damage but um what's what's really cool is you don't really have regular attacks in this game like everything you do is magic based and um and and the the magic attacks look great like they're the special effects they take up the entire screen um, and then the other thing too is you've also got like a, a combo meter in the bottom corner and as you keep on attacking you're going to build it up and then you can hit one button to do a, like a super combo uh, and then like over time you actually can do longer combos I think the, the highest I've done so far is like a nine combo um, and, and essentially like all of your characters like one by one do all their magic spells and it's just like it's total carnage and chaos like there's just magic spells flying everywhere <laughs> on on and everything looks great so i would say like it, you know it's a it's a super super fun like super fun game and and if you if you just want to like if you want to laugh because it's funny and if you want to just enjoy some nice anime graphics and you want to do some cool spells and battles like this this like i i really didn't know what to think going into this and i i, I honestly thought it would just be like you know like a pretty good rpg but you know maybe like you know you know one that's not really going to stand out from the crowd of huge rpg games but no i i feel like way different i think this game like totally stands out it's one of the best art action rpgs i played in years um and and yeah i yeah, I definitely definitely highly recommend it. Uh, in terms of the things you didn't like, what were some some things that you weren't really into about the game? So, I mean, really only two things. Um, one is, is is there's no English dub. Um, not really a huge con for me because I usually play games with the Japanese um, soundtrack. But it's just something that I wanted to point out. If you like, if you wanted an English dub, you're not going to get it. So, um, obviously, there's you're going to get subtitles, but that's it. Um, and the other thing too is is as I mentioned. Uh, I am not all that familiar with the manga and the anime. So there were like, there were moments where like, you know, this like dramatic scene unfolds and then like this new character comes and saves the day and everyone's like, <gasps> like all the, all the fairy tale <laughs> folks are like, you're just like sitting there like, wait, I'm not on the inside of this at all. I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. I felt like an outsider because I'm like, okay, like this is obviously the return of the big hero and like cool things are going to happen. And, and like, uh, so I, I ended up like over time like becoming familiar with all these characters so now like I really love them after after playing through this game but you're not going to have that initial feeling if you haven't seen the, the anime and the manga and for your final score of the game what would you score out of it what would you score the game out of 10 I'm giving this a super high score it's I'm giving it 9 out of 10 I think it's that good awesome well you definitely want to check that one out folks <laughs> that's a that's a hunter a hunter approved game uh, that's all we have for you this episode I'm Dapper Tux and I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play. Yeah.